Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. This is going to be a good one. We're here for the night. Yeah. We're staying at this <laughs> motel tonight. This is good. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. Boy, this is a movie that feels like it could have been like a like a first episode. Uh, kind oh, of thing, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Motel Hell is big. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We got a classic on our hands here. Under Underrated. This movie was real accidentally important to me hmm. years and years ago. When I first heard of this movie, it was probably like 09 or 2010. Whatever year I was like unemployed for most of the year. (laughs) During that that post-Bush recession where I was like, guess who's watching a lot of MGM HD during my day? And this movie was on a lot. And I got real familiar with like an 11 a.m. motel hell starting my day. (laughs) I love it. You know, guess I'm playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night until 5 a.m. and then waking up in time for that 11 a.m. <laughs> Motel Hell show. I got an appointment at 11. Yeah. With Motel Hell. <laughs> with Rory Calhoun. Yeah. Yeah. This was the way I spent uh, a year, funny. right? And, man, this this movie got me through. That's good. You know, this is a, this a is comfort a movie. This is a feel-good movie. Absolutely. This is a real, like, if you're sick in bed, put on some Motel Hell. It's fun. It's uh, cool. It's, it's cool. Weird. It's weird. It's bizarre. It's like kind of surreal. Yeah. In a way. And it's got like this legendary old man, cool guy horror performance from Rory Calhoun. Rory Calhoun. Legend. Now, I have to tell you, obviously, I'm that age. We're, <laughs> we're, we're all, both, there's a we're huge window age. of people who all knew Rory Calhoun so for I one just, reason. I can't go yeah any further without saying like, he did a lot of good standing and walking in this movie. How straight does Rory Calhoun stand? <laughs> right? True to his name. How insane <laughs> is the posture of every old man actor in these horror movies? Remember how straight Chuck Connors was? Oh, for sure. In Tourist Trap? These guys are all 6'5". And could not have better posture, right? Absolutely. This guy really does a lot of standing and walking. I finally get it. I finally get it. I that's just one of those beautiful Simpsons moments where uh, I'm 12 watching that going like, I know I don't understand this reference, (laughs) but it's great. And I'll never forget it. (laughs) Every kid between a certain age knew the name Rory Calhoun. And we've all had our moments. Some have never had them. Some still have no idea Rory Calhoun's a guy. It's just a funny word from Monty (laughs) Burns to be saying, right? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it could be a guy from the 30s. To oh, know yeah. that Rory was in our lifetime. Oh, right? Because he was like 55 or 7, he 59 was in, when he shot this. So, so hilariously, not that old. the director wanted Harry Dean Stanton for the role, mm. who turned it down. But watching Rory Calhoun's Farmer Vincent, this is one of these rare circumstances like, no, they made the right call. Uh, yeah. You know, this. Uh, it would have been such a different guy. Clearly, director wanted a... A man who was in his 50s who looked like 87. 
That was the as as was the style at the time. <laughs> that's, that's what he wanted. Yeah, Rory Calhoun is like fifteen years older than me, and I thought this guy was like seventy eight, like a hot seventy eight. Sure, Rory Calhoun looks like if they stretched out Ray Wise. <laughs> I see that. Like if yeah. they gave Ray Wise that nine ten extra, Ray Wise looks short. Mm-hmm. He's got a he, Calhoun's got to have like a squat. foot on him, right? Yeah. Calhoun's like, a, he could have played Abraham Lincoln in this time. Like yeah. He's got a real Good Lincoln vibe, tall, right? Yeah. The, but the shaka gray hair, he looks old as hell. <laughs> I know. But he's got the, but it's such like a thick head of hair. <laughs> but he stands up so straight. Dude, I mean, it's insane, this guy's <laughs> posture. No joke. This guy is, it's like, you see uh, sometimes early Nick Nolte, when Nick Nolte was mm. like fucking hot. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this guy's built like a linebacker, but he has this like military straight posture in these things. These old actors went through different training. Absolutely. Classically Timoth- trained. Timothy Chalamet is not going through like straight standing classes. Whatever the opposite of that is, that's what he's doing. Yeah. These yeah. kids aren't going to like. They're hunching. They're not like taking fight classes <laughs> to work on their stage fighting, you know? Rory Calhoun definitely was like a guy who was trained as a horseman. Mm-hmm. And like a fighter and can also be like, you know, he could be called upon to do all of the, Oh, yes. I'm like, I can also sing and dance. I see him with a sword. I see him swinging a sword, doing some like uh, Errol Flynn type stuff. If he was 10 years earlier, he would have been doing the Victor Mature sword and sandals yeah. movies in oh, the yeah. 50s. Instead, he was a guy who could ride a horse. So you got he the Chuck doing... Connors mm-hmm. kind of Western. Yeah, in this case, it's a it's not the tourist trap, but it's kind of the same vibe. It's the same vibe. Off the beaten trap. path, this motel, hello. They came out. With the faulty sign. It's a great looking sign. Love the sign. Great neon. Love the sign. Love the title credits. Love the music in the beginning of this movie. Everything just like wraps you up, gets you ready for a nice, fun If there's anything 80s horror. to complain about in the movie, I don't care. It's a movie I don't care. Like, it yeah. is such a great watch for me that, I, yeah, like you said, I just warm up every time watching this thing, right? I love Tourist Trap as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me as cozy as Motel Hell. This right. is one when we started doing our big group movie days that I pushed for early. feels like we watched this early. We in did. Our, in our group movie life, right? A great movie to see in a group also, by the way. Yes. This is a movie to share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's when i showed my my parents <laughs> like my parents who don't watch horror movies right this was somehow one that we came over sometime around halloween several years ago i talked them into this oh funny and my dad loved it it's a movie that like a 70 year old dad could enjoy because was it the rory calhoun that like got them interested <laughs> like, all right i genuinely don't know any of it, of his other credits so that's what's so funny to me it's like obviously he's a classic classically trained actor his yeah. photo on imdb is like from the 30s he's a swarthy <laughs> right. young man he's, so he's been around he's obviously got two stars on the hollywood walk oh. of fame two stars <laughs> his biggest one's probably how to marry a millionaire mm. like the marilyn monroe lauren bacall what and he's like the guy mm-hmm. he's the dashing guy so that would have been 54 55 motel hall's like 1980 We've seen him That's in life. such. This kind of gave him like a weird, cool genre eighties, in bet. a way that Connors didn't have as much. He, Connors did do a like skinhead vengeance kind of movie. Okay. Doesn't get more direct to video nineteen eighty seven than like some old 
Western guy shooting skinheads. It makes sense. Well, you know, Rory Calhoun's very charming and, like, he's kind of the good guy. Like, I feel like you root for him for most of this movie, even though he's... The whole plot of this movie is that they're taking people from the highway, planting them in the farm, harvesting them, smoking them, and selling them as meat. He is... It's a cannibal movie. Perhaps the... You but can make... A, but he's a hell of a guy. He seems like a really nice guy the whole time. It's such the... We were talking Leslie Nielsen earlier mm-hmm. in kind of a, like, how did they know kind of way. Because Leslie Nielsen went from doing no comedy ever to being a genre of comedy unto yeah. himself. He started just making Leslie Nielsen comedies, which makes no sense had you been familiar with Leslie Nielsen up to a point, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if John Lovitz had like a 20-year serious actor and hunk career and then was like John Lovitz. He made a whole movie career out of like 12 episodes of a forgotten TV show. <laughs> you have a failed six-episode like, Yeah, <laughs> And Rory Calhoun, like how did they know? Calhoun wasn't doing comedies. He was doing westerns and, and other things in mm-hmm. the 50s. He was on The Texan. Shit like right. that, right? He would later do soap opera work. He's that kind of Ray Wise, but stretched. Yeah. Kind of looking guy, right? Yeah, or or, or Connors, yeah. But this kind of gave him the 80s. He was in, uh, have you heard of the Angel series? Yes. The girl, the student yeah, by yeah, day, yeah. call girl by night kind of thing. He was in the first, he was an angel and avenging angel. Nice. Those were hits. The weird kind of mid-80s forgotten hits, like Rad, mm-hmm. that were hugely successful and then just stopped being... I guess you couldn't show Angel on TV, probably. Probably not. So it was like Those were real... the movies that never made it to DVD. Yeah, like, like, exactly. Yeah, the DVD rights got hung up a long yeah, time. And so Calhoun existed as this like kind of video store legend mm. in his later career. You ever seen Night but of But everyone's going to know him from a Simpsons joke. I'm, about a yeah. dog. How crazy is that? <laughs> Be like if that Simpsons Alec Guinness joke was somehow the most famous Alec Guinness mm-hmm. reference. <laughs> Again, two stars. <laughs> right? He does. You may be. Oh. Have you seen Night of the Lepus? I don't think so. Oh, the, the gigantic rabbit movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just like I actually get scared during Killer Shrews, Night of the Lepus actually scares me. I think just making like a real freak monster is way scarier than making a scary monster. Mm-hmm. If a bunch of giant rabbits were hopping down the street, I'd get shook. <laughs> you Can you picture reacting Wouldn't to that? just brush that off. No. My world <laughs> changed that day. That stuff scares me. <laughs> He's in Hell Comes to Frogtown. Here it was. There you go. We got that. That's a future episode. So Rory Calhoun is arguably the most charming sadist Mm -hmm. in movie history. This is one of the most likable, fun characters. And this man is like pure evil. He is is Jigsaw. The body count is pretty high of people they grab and put in the gar- put in the ground for this movie. Yeah, and it starts right from the beginning. I I I mean, he's killing I really people just from love the go. I love the way this movie unfolds. You know, you start with him at the motel sipping on some coffee. You know, you you see the no vacancy sign go on. That's always a always a red flag. Yeah. When there's clearly nobody <laughs> there. 
and the no vacancy sign goes on. I love Backwoods. You go like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Backwoods motel horror yeah. is great. I mean, he's just out in the fields in the dark with a shotgun and, uh, yeah, picks up a, a biker and his chick. Mm-hmm. And uh, we progress from there, and he just keeps taking people. <laughs> he grabs two, three at a time. This movie makes it seem like he grabs every car that comes through. <laughs> At, by, the, by the end of this movie, the brother makes a revelation that he's got like 250 Buicks dumped into a lake. And it's like, do you know how fucking deep that lake must be? <laughs> this guy's been killing for 40 years because he's like a 90-year-old man. It's Yeah, it's like if Psycho was like, he just did it for decades. <laughs> yes, and this is a real else. Norman Bates. And he sold but, that shit. <laughs> yeah, but way worse. But also the most charming man in the county. But lovely. This guy is just a dream. I love watching Rory Calhoun in every scene he's in in this mm-hmm. movie. It is such a great performance. The crazy thing is, I love watching every single face that Ida Parsons, uh, Nancy Parsons makes oh, in this yeah. movie. As Ida, yeah. Wow. Only Just, she could kind of counteract his sincerity with this kind of, not quite cartoonish, but You could say cartoonish, silly. but silly in a sinister way. Yeah. But also very charming. She has just a great face. I love Nancy Parsons' face. One of the most incredible eating performances I've <laughs> seen in a right. movie. Yeah. I have never seen more like this person is legitimately shoveling all of this food. Other than that guy in the burbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick Document in the burbs is eating constantly in that movie like it was written into his contract right i feel like that's one of the most under recognized jokes in the burbs is when he takes like a full rack of ribs and a pineapple out of the fridge and starts eating it diving into everything he eats and takes everyone's food the whole movie and ida is just shoveling food throughout all this until it's finally referenced by just like, oh, she's probably enough stuff in her face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've noticed. Whenever this woman gets away for a bit, she's making like a salad bowl sized sundae. Yeah. It's and all... then just eating it while everybody else is The acting. scene where she's like basically got a mountain of strawberries, putting whipped cream on that, and then grabs a drumstick and puts mm. ketchup on that maybe. And just ketchup, starts chewing some in sauce, that. Maybe some human blood is even implied. That that yeah, that feels like they were just like, just bring whatever you want to set today and and eat it. They are the most charm. I mean, the, this is a family, Ida and uh, yeah. Farmer Vincent. They are both charming. I love looking at her face. I love her laugh. I love her happy face and her like grim untalking mm-hmm. <laughs> about to murder face. I like when it switches, right? Yes, because yeah, she's such a she's kind of got a southern charm. She's got a motherly charm. She helps nurse this poor woman back to health while they bury the biker boyfriend in the garden. But also the exact same role that, like, Kathy Bates won an Oscar for. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This is 10 years before Misery, and Nancy Parsons, in a slightly different movie, could have been treated very seriously. I'm not necessarily saying a Motel Hell should have won several Academy Awards. <laughs> But I, I think this movie, you know, it's a black comedy. It's described as a comedy. It's supposed to be funny. I think there's a lot of good stuff in here that's not, that doesn't need to be a comedy. No, there was a ser- there was a potential serious movie. Yeah, here. like all the advertisements for this movie made it very serious. Mm. Every trailer I watched had no hint. 
that this was like a super well-written satire. Yeah. Like almost an an environmentalist take on like a crazy sadistic group of cannibals. The environmentalists Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. I yeah, it's it's very much the flip of the coin of Texas Chainsaw. We've got this crazy family out there taking people in and killing them. But you kind of want to see where it goes instead of just... <laughs> not not like, the most it's disgusting like, family you've ever right. known. They right? even have like the blonde woman, you know, final girl who who is at the house being kind of cared for being, at the beginning. And then finding out... She doesn't out. want to leave. Yeah. She's, she's been in a motorcycle accident. The man she was with is dead. A ca- she's an told, accident caused by Vincent. Yes, yeah. And he, he's taking her they in. They don't you know, know that, right? But yeah, she wakes up in this strange place. This old man is like, your boyfriend's dead. I buried him. <laughs> He's done. We can't go. I don't, yeah. I'm not even going to tell you You're where. You're trapped here. You're and, stuck with us. And she's like, man, I don't know what I should do. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> this is what you should do. And she's hanging out on the couch watching the evangelical TV stuff. Just yeah. like, what, what are we going to do today? I mean, <laughs> it is entirely ripped off plot from Bo is Afraid. I was afraid exactly. it's just Motel Hell done differently. Right? I was going to say, there's a lot of stuff in Motel Hell that people are doing today. Completely. A lot of stuff in this movie that obviously they took from Psycho and stuff like that. But that now people, I mean, there's a chainsaw fight in this movie. I know. Can you A chainsaw fight on screen in 1980 and people found out about it and still didn't go see it? <laughs> it's one of those ones that I don't understand how this just wasn't one of the biggest hits of the year. Right. I don't understand. This is the same year as... Friday the 13th. Which, it was a big year. Which was a colossal year a for this year, stuff, right? right? For this horror. And so then you have this movie, which is not only great, mm-hmm. and it was liked by critics. Like, Ebert liked oh, Motel cool. Hell, right? It's, it's a good movie. This is a good movie. Sometimes, for like 20 years, horror movies, and it still happens today, horror movies that get great reviews don't make money. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen, right? And this one just didn't make money. I don't get it. Mm. I don't understand how this wasn't spawning sequels through the decade. You can do anything with that farm. Ida doesn't have to be dead. <laughs> like, we have ways around that. Yeah. We can do other just farmer the next generation, stuff, right? right? Yeah. yeah. We could go, we can prequel this, right? This movie was too good. And it came with the most iconic, like, print ever. The publicity still of Calhoun in the in the pig's head. Yeah. How did anybody not see that and go, oh, I'm seeing this. I need to see this. Was it too much of a turnoff? Was it too, too graphic? fucked up? Yeah, maybe. It was on... In 1980? It was on like a really early cover of Fangoria. Him just holding a chainsaw wearing a pig's head, right? And the magazine had to be recalled. Oh, like, That's cool. That's that cool, cool, right? How does that movie not automatically make Man. $40 million in 1980? That's cool. You couldn't <laughs> ask for better business. If I made a horror movie and Fangoria recalled their issue because of my movie, you're thinking like, yeah. well, our next Legendary. decade is made. Yeah. We got this. We're done. We're, we're set. If that had happened today, it would be the internet uh, Yeah, would have spread this thing around. Maybe just... It'd be a You're sensation. In 1980, yeah. All you got is uh, newspapers and radio. This this felt time. like it. it's a obviously a cult classic that now is, you know, yeah. acclaimed as one of the greats, right? But I don't understand what didn't happen for it in 1980. I don't think it was a failure. 
but there obviously ain't more motel hells out there, right? It must not have been a failure because I did notice, I mean, well, Kevin Connor's got like 79 directing credits. The guy is still working. Oh, yeah. He's he's, do, he's one of those guys who's now done his just prestige TV now. Yeah. Just graduated through a great 40-year directing run. And then uh, the name Robert Jaffe came up. I was like, where did that? This yeah. guy, he, uh, Jaffe he co-wrote it, here. produced it. The Jaffe brothers. I was like, ah, Night Flyers. That was our boys on Night Flyers <laughs> producing and, and writing that script. So naturally, we talk so, about Night Flyers before. Had a lot of fun. One of the absolute greatest horror so now movies I'm a, of the 80s. I'm an absolute fan of the Jaffe crew here. Yeah. We've been covering a lot of Jaffes lately. <laughs> We're really going through this. But obviously, they had an eye. They figured out this this script immediately. I guess an earlier version was, was actually dark. Hmm. And mm-hmm. now this one focused more on the black comedians, which are... I mean, just really well done. They yeah. had to know how good Calhoun would be in this movie. The movie doesn't work without Calhoun. The movie doesn't totally work without Nancy Parsons. How'd they know? Nancy th- Parsons wasn't doing this kind of work before this. I gotta say, one of my favorite parts of this movie is Bruce, the sheriff, who has the most unlikely hero turn at the end. <laughs> uh, but he's great. I, I found him to be... I, the few episodes of Righteous Gemstones I've watched... Oh, I'm like, it's that young guy this from guy, Righteous Gemstones. Paul Link has the most BJ Gemstone vibes <laughs> right? That's of it. any other man, right? This, this is, is a like, corn-fed fellow right this here. This is BJ Sr. <laughs> right here, man. This guy has the exact vibes. Same face, same ch- different looking guy. Mm-hmm. But the vibes. Same vibes. Unmistakable BJ vibes. And you think he's, because he's Rory Calhoun's brother and... You think he's in on this whole smoking people in the garden to to serve him, and then you find out he's he's just a dumb cop. Yeah, he's just he did, a dumb just fucking didn't know shit. T- bumpkin sheriff. <laughs> didn't know a goddamn thing, right? And uh, yeah, then he's got to go uh, save the day. Well, it's this great kind of re- that. reveal that doesn't hammer. You just kind of realize the more you hear about Vincent's story and the way he kind of jovially chooses which details to share. Mm-hmm. But the reveal that he's like. His meats are distributed across several states. Yeah. People grew up on it. Like, he's been... I love this sadistic touch that he's been forcing and tricking people into cannibalism for, like, 40 years. Oh, yeah. Like, I love... The whole community. Insane. The people in Texas Chainsaw were making Texas barbecue. They did not have the distribution of Farmer Vincent. Mm -hmm. This was white paper sack (laughs) level stuff, right? People aren't... Hipsters weren't coming around from miles and miles to go to right. get their barbecue, right? But Vincent's stuff, he is like a distribution He's machine. got like... Uh, he's in supermarkets. Packages, yeah. He shows the family the, the jerky at the beginning, and he's got the travel pack. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. like he's like Entenmann's. He's got a, he's got a brand. <laughs> you know? He's got a slogan. He's got the, the critters make the fritters kind of slogan. Yeah. Just public... So he's already convinced people that it's cool to like... You might be eating some like raccoon. It's in meat. there, meets meat, mm-hmm. and, and they make so, a whole joke about eating the dog in front of her, which then makes you think that the cop knows about it because they're joking about how they killed and smoked a dog. Yeah, in front of the you know our blonde girl who's you know I not mean okay with that. you go to to any bit of an hour outside of New Orleans, you can get a lot of like animals to cook. Uh huh. You can get plenty of loose animal. That you would not be able to buy in stores. Some loose right? meat. Some real, like, selections <laughs> of meat. Sloppy here. Joe's. Like, raccoon and all that stuff is sold at dozens 
of yeah. like shacks and drive up stands just like the chainsaw barbecue. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Those things still exist in America. Right? And why not? And uh, if I can get smoked salmon, I mean, if we're just out here smoking random animals, yeah, why not a raccoon? Vincent doesn't put on airs. Yeah, of course we ate. Of course we ate raccoons. What options did we have? This mm-hmm. guy was a Depression era farmer, no doubt, living from the 1800s up until now, as he is <laughs> yeah. at the age of 57. Yeah, Farmer Vincent smoked meats. This is it. This is it. Is that as good as the uh, the Lost Boys billboard or the like Jaws billboard? Oh, Our yeah. Our Farmer Vincent billboard. Perfect look. That's a on classic. That. I want that on a T-shirt for oh, sure. Good one. Yes. Yeah. And you said how this movie gets into it. He's already causing this motorcycle accident. Seemingly anybody that takes makes this route, falling prey to Farmer Vincent's weirder and weirder traps. <laughs> Just gonna say, and it's all kinds of people too. We don't get one kind of group in yeah. the backwoods traveling through. We get the uh, the rock band. We get the teenage girls. Ivan and the Terribles, oh, a great man. fake movie band, jamming to their own song in the van. It's their a good painted song. van, like passing a J. This is, movie is so good at giving you just a, some, a little taste of something different every time. Like mm-hmm. every victim's a little different enough. The swingers are great, right? But oh, it's just wow. like, what, just like when you've had enough of like backwoods, like confusion then you get the the band in the van yeah and you're just like all right we can rock out with this for a little bit and i had to check because it's crazy this movie is not super short it's a hundred minutes it's a full-length movie 20 minutes in we're already revealing that farmer vincent has this secret garden where he has so for some reason it's so stomach turning to me when we've already seen multiple examples and implications that this man is catching and killing and eating people. <laughs> yeah. Without outright saying it, they're like winking their way through. It's like, you obviously know what's in this meat. Yeah. Right? Five minutes in, you know. The guy is eating this jerky so like voraciously that you're like, he's not not people, people like the jerky too much. Yes. Yeah. And we get that family at the beginning who's like, I've never tasted meat. Jerky. Yeah. I've never and tasted like, oh. meat like this before. And, and the girls uh, want the the twin girls from The Shining wander into the slaughterhouse, and then he's. I love the bit where they get scared. They run out to the car, and he's like, "I'll calm them down." Scares them more <laughs> in front of the parents. I know. Rory you know Ke- this guy's not good. No, classic guy who is clearly <laughs> bad. Who is also the most charming man but you anybody's ever met? Such right? a fun old man thing to do, just scare him a little more in the car. But yeah, when you yeah, I, I always remember the first time we watched it that that scene where you see the heads in the sacks in the garden was much later in the movie. Yeah, it's strange when it's like 25, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, in. it is in the beginning like, oh. of the movie. Oh, okay, you reveal this secret garden where he has people buried up to their necks with their vocal cords slashed. Being, like, fattened up like uh, Wagyu, yeah. foie gras, that, to me, is horrifying. That is a horrifying... Like I said, this is like a human centipede-level guy. Yeah. Who's also just like, man, I love this guy. <laughs> what a dude. What a guy. He is Jigsaw. You he know... Only, he is coming up with dumber and dumber traps. Mm-hmm. He's not sucking people's eyeballs out. No. Or doing that thing by Saw 4 where he's just like, Really like picking on junkies. 
But he, like, Jesus. he is like if Jigsaw was like kind of stuck in the backwoods with mm-hmm. like limited backwoods resources. <laughs> Jigsaw, not like an engineer. Yeah, he's like, well, I can make some fake cows out of styrofoam or cardboard and stop people that way. He is an unsympathetic and unempathetic killer. He tre- he treats all humans the same way he treats his animals. To be fair, he treats his animals really well. He does. If the humans were an animal, we'd be tre- he'd be treating them real well. Which is an interesting thing this movie character brings up a lot. Vincent is an environmentalist. Mm-hmm. He is helping. We have too many people yeah. and we're running out of food. And he is solving both of these serious <laughs> issues in one movement. It's a twofer. Two like, for one. Him and Ida, with straight faces, think they are doing good. And I love that while the religious fervor is a background thing, they don't make any allusions to these people doing it in the name of God. Right. Usually all horror movies in this, they're doing it because of a higher power. No, he just thinks he's doing the right thing. He's just a... He's helping out. He's one of those like Americans who's just like, I know how we do things here. We get rid of the riffraff. Everyone gets a little good meat to go. <laughs> well, he is an indiscriminate killer. Bucks. He doesn't choose sides. That's true. That's one of the important things about Farmer Vincent is he's not doing this with an agenda. There's no religious agenda. There's no racial agenda. There's no, like, teens having sex agenda. He is just saying, but like... But there's also no quality control. Like, but everyone's also, yeah, going in the ground. Everybody who passes through here on a night he needs a body is getting it. That is it. No one gets rejected. Yeah, but he is... Uh, and I like there's a bit um, at one point where he's talking about how they're short on meat. Like, I like the idea that this guy's had a good system going, and he's it's getting a little, like, the backwoods. Pe- less people are coming by. He's getting a little more desperate. He's getting kind of the stringy punks. Like, those punks would never have made the meat market. You wouldn't think 20 so. 20 years ago. No. But he's, all right, I got to put in the guy from Cheers. <laughs> the guy who looks like the guy who gets shocked at the beginning of Ghostbusters <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> so, here's the thing. I've never eaten a man. So I don't know what that the level of, of I <laughs> yeah for sure I couldn't tell you what the level like what the bar is mm-hmm. so I don't know what kind of human makes like the tastiest meat because I know some meat that's supposedly high quality I haven't been as into because I didn't like the texture so maybe like a low quality human is more like I don't know like people like McDonald's yeah like could it be that worse than McDonald's probably not. But I don't know. So maybe Ivan and the Terribles taste good. And maybe Elaine Joyce <laughs> is too stringy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's like yeah. got that dancer's skinny, muscular body. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad for human meat. I don't know. I think he's just into blondes. I think he just saw one like, eh, maybe I'll keep this one. Make a bride out of her, even though I'm 30 years old. Do you think if, a, if Elaine Joyce would have come over sooner, he would have been keeping Elaine Joyce? Maybe. Instead, with the high kicks and the whip work? Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> or those two college girls. Oh, man. I love Roseanne. Caton. They were cute. She was, uh, they were both, both of those girls that get caught, both Playboy Playmates. Ah. I miss the era where that was a thing, a way to get cast in movies, where there was a legitimate crossover. Mm-hmm. You do a Playboy Play, you could start getting work in horror movies. <laughs> You've been... Well, now I have to shock you. The person who played the nun in The Nun 2, Miss September. <laughs> I love They're still making the joke. Is Playboy still a print media? 
I guess the the nun is old, so she could have been a Miss September for like eighty four, <laughs> right? I have the Playboy with Roseanne Caton in it. Mm. Man, she was in like cool seventies, like Serio H Santiago movies, like Ebony Jade and Ivory. Mm-hmm. You know those cool chick fight movies. She was in like wimp. I guarantee she's in at least one women's prison movie. Yeah. But I think that for kind, research that... purposes, I'll have to take a look at that issue. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have it displayed on my dining room table. <laughs> and no, the two cute girls in an in a scene that is both funny and sincerely Kinda scary. Kind of scary. Pretty scary. Yeah. When he grabs her and he's got the full like World War One gas mask on. Yes. In the something about a dude showing up in the dark in your headlights. Is so scary to me. Rory Calhoun is the, scary. The, he the, is a big guy. The empty road, some we- you like. Think about that. You come across like this weird kind of obviously fake setup of these fake cows meant to stop you. All of a sudden, you're like, I'm stopped now in the middle of the dark, nowhere. Yeah. And then, it, oh, that's scary stuff to me. I'd like to think, hit the gas. That I, I would. I would. I mean, once you see those are fake cows, hit the gas. So seriously. I would be so scared <laughs> if I ever came across. We have a lot of back roads out here. I'm sure. like a mile away from yeah. a lot of back roads. It doesn't take long and <laughs> to get to the middle of drove, nowhere out yeah, here. One mile uh, east over here mm-hmm. and you are in, or west, you're you are own. in like the back roads, right? <laughs> yeah. And if I was driving home somewhere at 1 a.m. and my the entire road was blocked by standy wooden cows, oh my God, I would be more scared than I, than anything that's ever happened to be. Thus far in yeah. my life. Right? I don't know. What do you do? What? I'm pretty good at reverse, but having to reverse when your heart's beating fast at 1 a.m. and it's just right around a turn, so you know it's an awkward escape, I'd already be thinking, like, it's a trap if I drive through these cows. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You don't this, know. This house kind of up the road left them out, but that's a weird thing to leave out. There's no cows off the side of the road. Mm, man, I'd be S-hitting my pants. Yeah. And and I gotta say, for uh, Playboy models, the the acting in that scene is pretty good. Where the girl starts panicking, yeah, and she's just like, "Please, just go. I owe you." Just that girl go. was great. She had she, less of. She's a really scared in that scene. Roseanne Caton was on tons. If there yeah. was like a, a like popular black TV show in the seventies, she had a few. You know, she was on Good Times, Sanford mm-hmm. and Son. Obviously, that's my mama. Mm-hmm. Like she hit up all those, so she acted a lot. And so she was more seasoned than you might think for a... Yeah. She was in The Mothers, good. Charlie. The Mothers. Obviously. Yeah. But the horror in this movie is good horror. Him popping up out of nowhere in the gas mask, scarier than anything in My Bloody Valentine, which is mm-hmm. nothing but a guy in a gas mask. Mm-hmm. Vincent looked insane there. Part of the fear in Tourist Trap is how much Chuck Connors just towers. <laughs> over yeah. those kids, right? Connors and Calhoun are bigger than the dude playing Leatherface. <laughs> right? These guys right. are tall, like, big-bodied guys. These guys are like Killer Kowalski-level guys. Easy world where Chuck Connors could have been a pro wrestler mm-hmm. instead of the rifleman, right? Oh, I see him in a little Speedo with that same hair kind of slicked down over his forehead. Yeah. Chuck Connors, his if he was wrestling dudes. in 1962, would have been a huge star. These guys had the physical movement. Mm-hmm. You need the posture. You need to be able to, to do a lot of walking. You get on those hind and legs. hind legs standing. <laughs> and these guys do it. But the disgusting horror 
of bodies buried in the ground with their vocal cords slash, they got a guy who actually had a tracheotomy to do all the gurgling noises wow. in okay. this movie. I will tell you, there's a point uh, about an hour into this movie where I started to feel a little nauseous from the gurgling. It's pretty gross. All of it's these bodies are croaking and gurgling and like spitting up and just sounding disgusting. Yeah. And to know there's an actual man just like making neck hole sounds <laughs> just into a mic. You know. Just getting paid $500 to... <laughs> God, these these were some disgusting. They were really. Right? It's really gross. It's really gross. If you have a problem with that stuff, yeah, beware. But amazingly, this movie seems very disgusting, scary, very funny, and I always think of it as like pretty violent. Mm. But every I've seen this movie again so many times, and I still get tricked into thinking it's violent and bloody. There is not gore in this movie. It's really not vice. This movie really doesn't show anything. Yeah, up until one final chainsaw cut at the end. That's true, right, yeah. This movie is so is all, like, implication. There's while one f- being so obvious and right. broad at the same time. I was going to say, the one f- the one scene I think of with the body parts is, like, that barrel scene where Ida's like, Ugh. she oh. might see the body, but it's Oh, like, yeah, she's pushing like down hands. haunted house-level, like, fake body parts in a barrel kind of stuff. Yeah, so much of this stuff is William Castle, like, the tingler. Yeah. But also it's a man wearing, like, a bloody pig's head. It somehow seems really fun and funny while also being the scariest thing ever <laughs> committed to, to film, there's right? There's something about those heads in the in the sacks, in yeah. the ground. The way they're waving around, it's really upsetting. And, I mean, this, the best scene in the movie is when the, the Ivan and the Terribles get their necks broke. Oh, man. In that kind of Just weird... hitched up to a tractor with nooses while and, hypnotizing them? <sighs> For some reason, feeling the need to hypnotize them, to tell them they're going to astral project out into Mars, drugging them up, just to, kill, I guess, kill them in a euphoric state. There's a lot going on in that scene where it's just like, why why is, why is, are we doing this? It's such But an... it makes it so, like, I don't know. It's just, like, such a weird, like, this guy does think he's, like, he's a nice giving these guy. people he's onto them. the next realm while also using their meat to make sausage and jerky well i think that's why i kept saying it's so important that so he bizarre. doesn't have an agenda he doesn't think he's fulfilling any grander will yeah right he's literally just thinks he's helping out the world and it's and he's but he's not like got a big head about it he has his modest but successful jerky business i love motel horror but almost always Whenever the plot is like, we don't get as many customers as we used to. Uh They're like driven crazy by that isolation. Vincent is a guy that's like, at one point said, you know, I bet they're going to put in a highway around here. I need a side hustle. Mm -hmm. And then that side hustle grew into be such a profitable business that it doesn't matter that he doesn't get the customers anymore. So he doesn't even have this aggression against anybody. He's not mad at the local highways exchange right. and commission that, that put that overpass in. He doesn't care. He's got his He's business, right? He's got a right? very successful meat-smoking yeah, business. Yeah, he just needs his only worry The motel worry is, actually seems like kind of superfluous to the whole thing. Like, yeah, that's this, just where he lives. This didn't really have to be anything motel-related. There's only one scene that involves a couple checking into a motel. <laughs> Yes. And them killing that couple, <laughs> yeah, which is a great, maybe also the other greatest scene in the movie is is the, the swingers who are absolute oh, freaks. Man. 
Him, and, uh, the gag of two swingers getting couple. lost by following the wrong. Like they have a swingers map. <laughs> How yeah. great is that? It's like the Green Book, but I, for <laughs> swinging. I, was, I had not thought at all about Green Book until the second you. I, right before, I was just like, "He's gonna say Green Book," and <laughs> but yeah, and it's just like there's some other Vincent's Motel that is like a haven for for uh, hot wives. <laughs> like it even says on the brochure, like these folks go all out. Yeah. And now I That's love what's getting... so great because the uh, yeah the expectation of this couple like now this is the couple Rory Calhoun and uh, yeah Nancy Parsons these are the all out people we're gonna get freaky with yeah I love how into it they start just like at first I can't Elaine Joyce is such a, a legend <clears throat> I've probably forced you to watch episodes of like Tattletales with her and Bobby Van absolutely or she was like a Match Game I think she was one of the regulars on Match Game for many years and. Uh, she was really great at playing like the lip licking bimbo. Yes. On the uh, match game. But this woman is a Broadway actress, right? And she's in the movie maybe five minutes. And it felt like she had this great idea to do like a bullwhip kick dance routine that had nothing to do with the movie. And she's just like, let me do this routine. Mm-hmm. And they said, obviously, we're going to let you do this routine. Oh, you've got the routine. Because yeah. Elaine Joyce throwing high kicks while whipping and wrecking this whole room is one minute of the most fun. <laughs> like, what a scene to get to film, right? This, this, the whole movie is just fun. That really was is what it is. It's like, if Texas Chainsaw was fun, yeah, it would be this movie. You got, fuck, Wolfman Jack is in this movie. <laughs> I know, it gets I mean, ass, does, right? How does it not get more fun than Wolfman Jack as a preacher, just like, yeah, 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 walking around? Dude, yeah, he's, I just love that. I mean, come on. I love that we lived through the era where Wolfman Jack was just a guy in things as Wolfman Jack. I like, can't believe it's a real person. Like, like none that of us seems knew- like a fake radio character that you would make up. It's like if Father Guido Sarducci was exactly. in the movie. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Except that just kept happening. That is exactly (laughs) what it would be like. Oh my god! Are there is there an alternate universe where we're just getting Guido Sarducci in horror movies? Have we missed out on that? But it just kept happening for Wolfman Jack for twenty years. I had no idea he was a DJ. I just thought he was in fucking Garfield specials. Sure. Right. He was just yeah yeah. I just, <laughs> yep. I could swear. All right, you you grew that. up around here. I want to see if you had the same memory. I could have sworn that we had like a fake Wolfman Jack. We still do. Okay, he's still on the air. Oh, a shit. fake Wolfman Jack playing all the hits, and people call in, and so you get this pre-recorded guy going, "Hey, what's it call? Oh, is and it? And then like, like an old man goes, "Like, I'd like to hear." <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't even know. I'd the like Everly Brothers. Some guy wanting Betty Davis eyes because yeah. he and his wife used. <laughs> But it's all like songs by the famous people you've never heard of. Sure. So it's all chandeliers. Like, it's like Ugh, I don't even know this one. Is it like? Because I think I remember reading it with like Casey Kasem. They're doing. They like cobbled together with AI like old programs, but they, they like did. make them new. Is that what they're doing with I feel Wolfman like this Jack? One's just a or is it just a guy? I think it's, it's an easy impersonate. voice to impersonate, yeah. right? Yeah, it's me. I do it. He looked. <laughs> So it's just like him talking about, I don't know. It's I, just, it's obviously, yeah, it's just little clips like, edit the Wolfman. All right, here's some more songs. <laughs> really just like, so they just find clips of him playing all of these old songs over the years. And they're just like, all right, they want, uh, 
<laughs> sure. We got yeah. we can get walk like an Egyptian queued up here. Exactly. He played that in uh, the eight. Wow. He's incredible in this. He's in it for five minutes. He looks amazing. He's he, got the uh, white suit. He's absolutely. playing that preacher. Oh I God. love a movie that shows some like a preacher broadcast getting shown on TV. Wolfman Jack has the best TV preacher posture. You're talking a movie with people standing straight up. At one point, this guy is slouched so deeply <laughs> in a chair, with just like groin first into the camera. It's really funny because they show another preacher who's like real fire and brimstone yelling. And yeah. then they show Wolfman Jack on TV. And yeah, he is like as if he's in a pool. He is <laughs> just floating in a chair somehow. He is just, just in a hot like, tub. You gotta, you gotta just send me money. Just send yeah. Money. <laughs> it's so good that he has no message other than look. This, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's defeated. He is in Jerry Lewis like end of a telethon mode where he's just like low energy. The right. other guy is really fire, like you said, fire brimstone, and he is just laid back in a chair. When you and I were on television being interviewed for our successful podcast, <laughs> and we watched the uh, the showing of it live, I was slouched so deeply <laughs> on that couch. And I was like, have I subconsciously just Wolfman jacking it? Just my legs were spread. It was That's like right. groin first to the camera. I sunk into that thing like I was siphoning money from santa clarita county i i would say yeah the the set on that i think that that's a well-worn couch we were sitting on there yeah because yeah it was was riding deep i had a spring up my ass yeah the entire time but you were sitting up tall like a rory calhoun and i was was just fully rory calhoun in it like a gentleman (laughs) you're over here like a hippie wolfman jack dj insane right creature features look it up uh yeah creature, <laughs> our episode has some of the highest fucking views it's pretty good check it out Crowhaven, smash hit elaine joyce so after her high kicks has this great line that so i said earlier during every trailer i watched for this this movie is a scary looking movie mm. the way it edits this trailer together is like oh this movie is gonna be like last house on the left right no like no yeah, joke it's real hell. so when they reveal the uh uh local health inspectors uh that he's been buried in there or when he finds the secret garden it does such mm. a great cut and freeze in the trailer that it is just like texas chainsaw right the music as he is reaching down to pull the sack off a head and then it cuts to his reaction and just freezes like this I is gonna be the most it. terrifying movie <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, it did. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what all the trailers look like. Yeah. So Elaine Joyce has this kind of funny line, but delivered with such real horror all of a sudden. Mm. Oh, yeah. When I'm... she says, that doesn't smell like laughing gas. Right before she's like gassed. Before yeah. she's going to be buried, right? It's such a fine line when you're a swinger between like, oh, we're going to get really freaky and oh, no, you people are here to kill me. I love, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's crossing well, over into. They're into BDSM, but we didn't establish any kind of safe word. Exactly. Farmer Vincent and Ida are moving deep into this play, right? And the idea that she knows what nitrous oxide smells like, like that's her level of like right. swinging. She's very familiar. Turned into the joke of like, wait a minute, that's not nitrous. <laughs> that's a funny line. And in the trailer, it's just like, they're going to fucking bury these people alive this is going to be terrible like the trailer is so scary and the movie is just so like fun 
and warm. It is fun, and... but yeah, there's those moments. The girls in the car when they get scared at the cows, her on the bed just like freaking out that she's now realizing she's being attacked. There's some moments in there like that that there's are actual pretty terror. good. The scene where uh where where Ida fakes puncturing her raft or her inner tube. Yeah. And to try to maybe drown the other girl or how good is Ida's swimwear? Yeah. By the way, her oh. full bodied swimwear the with cap. the cap. Yeah. What a what a woman. We good need look. to do all three porkies. Sure. <laughs> we need to She's in Sudden Impact. We almost did Sudden Impact. Oh. I remember. Mm-hmm. She's like a great punk. So you get like Nancy Parsons with a shot. She's cool. She's not the woman in Reform School Girls. Right. But that woman wouldn't exist without Nancy Parsons, right? Oh, no. I made the joke earlier, but I don't think misery would have been as accepted, right? Nancy Parsons, th- there were shots of her. Whoever was the cinematographer on this movie understood horror shots. Mm-hmm. When they introduce her character, that shot of her hiding in the hallway with a butcher knife to like surprise Bruce is as well lit as anything in Halloween. Her the sh- the pan over and the hall gets darker and darker. She is lit so perfectly and has like a fucking horror movie evil expression. Yeah, holding that knife, and then for her to instantly just pounce on him like a big funny sister. <laughs> They get another shot later in the movie when she's eaten that sauced up chicken wing. She is lit so sinisterly as she like quietly walks through the house. She has this like, she's going to like maybe murder these people and Mm -hmm. chop them up. And she's able to look so sinister while also wolfing down a chicken wing, ripping meat off that and clearly swallowing it. Going for it. This woman is eating this wing, right? In one of her biggest, most like, going out on my own i'm gonna start capturing some bodies now vincent gets to make all the traps right i also like the invention uh the uh, admission that vincent like i just like baking these traps (laughs) right just kind of you know spice it up he really like his great scene about just like it really just kind of gets my creative side going (laughs) like he really he's doing this for like i like how this kind of pushes me you've been smoking people for 40 years i'm sure it gets a little you know routine yeah he's having fun with it yeah he's just having a kind of a little ball out there right he's not the the sad like this hotel used to be one of the hot spots of the county right he's just like my meat business is doing good i wish i had more meat his problems are like, man, I might, I'm getting popular enough that I might have to farm out my distribution, and then yeah. more people might find out. The demand. Yeah. Well, we find out he's been carrying a dirty little secret the whole time with his meat smoking. But uh, I, I also I, like when finally the uh, the people get free. Some of the some oh of the yeah, all the bodies get free. kick free. Yeah, and we get kind of this zombie movie in, at the end. And uh, I love how Ida is just like not that phased when she sees all the people up, out of the garden. She's like, "All right, <laughs> here we go." Her, she is so charming. The way she is like it smiling is, and like, almost like rubbing her hands uh, together, like all right. Not the first time the people have gotten free from the garden. Yeah. You get the sense. <laughs> she gets like, the joy. And, okay, so we've talked about how great Calhoun and Parsons are. An underrated thing, something you just can't, you could cast so many people and not get this. The genuine camaraderie and love between Rory Calhoun and Nancy Parsons. Like, they have incredible chemistry. Mm. I don't know what, the brother-sister thing is, like, it's there, but it's also, like, they just seem like two people that like each other. 
Mm-hmm. They seem so natural for these roles, and they both seem like they're having such fun doing these roles together. Yeah. It feels like they've lived together and they get along well They have forever, just a great right? rapport, yeah. and they seem like old friends, too. Just Doesn't a that fun seem like vibe. the life, though, honestly? Like, take the human eating out of it. What if you just, like, lived out in the middle of nowhere, you kind of had a motel... Maybe one person stayed there a week, so you don't really have to do any work for it. But you got this big space, this property, and you're just yeah. like smoking meat, and you're successful. I, smoking meat's just like putting meat in a thing and then like leaving it for 16 hours. You don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, he's a just... full butcher. <laughs> he, uh, he processes feels, every part of these kind of meats feels like himself. the life sometimes. Like, you're just like, yeah, you're out on your own. You know, you get to hit the eight track. I Play think, some tunes while you're butchering the meat. I think I would be able to comfortably live any kind of lifestyle that made like where I didn't have to worry about money. So <laughs> yeah, I would butcher humans <laughs> and other animals if it if I could just sustain it easily and had my own space. Yeah, exactly. You recognize That's I, the, like the the space they have just feels like nice, you know? Yeah. No, they seem like they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. Like they've carved out a nice existence. They don't seem crazy. Like, even though they right. act sadistically, they're like, they got good timing. They got good rhythm. They can, like, tell jokes. You know? They don't put up airs. They seem like real. They seem like hard workers, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's working through the night to get these. And by the way, I was actually worried when we get the chainsaw, like, cutting up those band members. Like, oh, yeah. That, feel, that felt like a real chainsaw, like, going to the neck of a guy <laughs> on film. Dude. I have seen. I was like, "What? Wait, what are we doing? Why is it getting so close to that guy?" Chainsaws are one of the <laughs> scariest things that exists. So, I don't know. It, it's really uh, it. it I took me. like wood shop in yeah. uh, in high school, and at every second of me being in wood shop, it was always present that like I'm holding like just a weapon i'm just <laughs> right. like sawing through stuff like four inches from my face like i'm pushing through with like this thing on a table the saw table saw it would right? take off every part of my body with one small movement the skill saw where it's like now a lot of guys have lost uh fingers <laughs> yeah, with this thing by the way so just move it along the table yeah i know i had that same feeling my and- shop teacher sydney litchfield mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. dude was missing like <laughs> he had like <laughs> One of his his ring fingers was like off at the knuckle. And you're like, well, all right, the odds are against us. (laughs) Right out of it, right? And so, yeah, you know. I don't feel good with like hedge trimmers. Like I'm. (laughs) Right, man. A rotating bandsaw? Yeah, I I saw the burning. I know a little clipper can do a lot of damage. God. But so I've seen other chainsaws used in other movies. Texas Chainsaw. How about that fight in Mandy? That's what I was thinking. Like Mandy pulls. Pretty hard from Motel Hell on the chainsaw fight. Big. And this is when the whole movie builds to this chainsaw fight. And the thing is, they advertise it. When when we've watched trailers before, sometimes you don't want them to show, like, everything, mm-hmm. right? If I was a filmmaker and I made the movie with Rory Calhoun wearing, like, a butchered pig's head, and the great thing about this effect is that, like, a dead animal head looks like a fake dead animal head mm. i want to believe that he's really wearing right some stuntman was wearing like a pig's head <laughs> but the second that became the promotional photo and that was the cover of fangoria pig's head guy chainsaw bursting through a door right what else do you need how that is the movie 
Mm-hmm. I don't know of a better way to sell a horror movie, a better visual that I saw and immediately responded to in a like, oh my God. Right. Like, I need to see this. That's one of those ultimate, like, you wait the whole movie to see when are we going to get to the pig head chainsaw scene? Because they shoot, they give you a tease of the pig head in the beginning. Uh huh. Because Ida's wearing the pig's head to scare those kids. So you just see her kind of pop up with a pig's head. And yeah. you're, like, you're like, what the fuck? There, what was that? I mean, <laughs> and, it, and it never gets revisited for like an hour and a half. And then he we've shows seen up enough coming of these the movies. The end with that pig. We've seen enough of these movies where by the end of this film, you think like there's a chance that her popping up wearing the pig's head is the bait and switch. Mm. These movies did that. There's no toilet scene in Ghoulies, right? We've talked about this before. There's like, certainly not the, the other ghoulie coming out of the back of the toilet. No. Yeah. There was a lot of false advertising on that ghoulies poster. But the ghoulies po- ghoulies made money. There's mm-hmm. four ghoulies. How did Motel Hell, with the greatest horror movie promotional pick ever, just be like, yeah, we made like a couple mil. We made it yeah. back. We made it back, guys. How? Should have put that guy holding the chainsaw with the pig's head in a toilet. You would have made your money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's all America yeah, wanted. That's it. Pig's head out of a toilet. <laughs> like, out of the is toilet. America ready for this? <laughs> Mo- Motel Hell should have been just the biggest franchise ever, right? And anybody watching the movie, if this film had been a brutally boring 90-minute stretch and ended with a 10 minutes of a chainsaw fight and one of the funniest, like, closing villain lines in movie history i would think this is the best horror movie of 1980 Mm -hmm. like that would be it's so ending on the highest high note possible that the rest of the movie doesn't matter the rest of the movie is a joy yeah (laughs) every part of this movie is a joy every scene is is great but it still somehow saves like all the iconic (laughs) shit for last right the chainsaw battle and Rory Calhoun maniacally laughing his way through this mm-hmm. chainsaw battle is incredible. This is the best, some of the best visuals ever. Nothing looks this cool in Texas Chainsaw, which may be the coolest horror movie of the 70s. Right. Right? Leatherface was a force to look at in this movie, right? Perfect casting. What a scary character. Anytime he is moving, he just looks scary. And Rory Calhoun is such a different, like, tall, old cowboy man, but also wearing, like, a dripping, bloody pig's head while just, like, looking like he's having the time of his life swinging yeah, a chainsaw. Something about the oversized pig head. Like, it's bigger than pigs it, are huge. on his body, right? Those like, pigs he had out back were big pigs. Yeah. So to, to see that giant, full pig head on a guy as he's walking around. Yeah. The maniacal laughing does good. The... the fact that it's a fight is great. The faces that uh, that Bruce the cop is making <laughs> as it's happening. And yeah. then when they finally do get that in the gut, ripping that, you know. Oh, when Calhoun falls into. The yeah. Su- and it's you like that, his like, uh, flannel and first. Like, Jean getting ripped up amongst the skin and the blood and the pulp. It's a great Oof. gore effect. Oof. It really made, yeah. you know, it made me realize like, oh, that's like our only gore effect. Mm-hmm. In this movie, he's butchering bodies, but the most we see is him hanging torsos on meat hooks. You know, we aren't seeing him sawn through men. Right. And the color is kind of smartly done, so it's not just... He's both managed to be splashed with blood, but there's not like a disgusting level of blood around all the time for all these dead bodies. Mm-hmm. 
And so when that chainsaw rips in, it rips into like the side of his body, like cuts into him, and he's kind of walking around like a Steve Martin arrow prop. I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like <a> chain. <laughs> yeah, like Bruce goes to save the girl, and then he comes back. He's like, "Oh, he's still here." Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> he's just got a chainsaw running in his body, just like he's like little help, little help, brother. Every scene Calhoun is in, he is funny. He is great. He is charming. It is it is Leslie Nielsen doing. I mean, mm-hmm. how, how good is Leslie Nielsen in Creepshow? Right. I have no doubt now. Rory Calhoun could have been just as great in Creepshow, doing the same thing. He has that same vibe. And uh, we think we get great Calhoun acting. Even stuff like uh, when the swinger couple ask if they need to register, and he goes, "Oh no." <laughs> there's no need to register yeah. like, oh perfect the shot of him and nancy parsons when they are suddenly silently in the room with the swingers the faces both of them make nancy parsons in her little beanie mm-hmm. just kind of smile so we've seen nothing but great scenes from them and somehow they managed to end on calhoun's best work the the his final words are the kind of words where if i was chuck connor's or Rory Calhoun, even if I was hesitant about doing a low-rent horror movie. Yeah. That line, when he, when Vincent does his big reveal, that's the kind of thing that just makes you go, oh, they are just great screenwriters. This is the kind of movie you can, this is the kind of joke you can build a movie around. Absolutely, right? Yeah, it does feel like everything's leading up to this moment. The first time I saw Motel Hell, the way I had already seen Psycho, which mm-hmm. gives us a whole closing scene of the movie that explains everything that you had just watched in the most boring way possible. Yep. <laughs> just a full, like, in case you didn't recognize what was going on. Many and... of you may not know what the word psychotic means. <laughs> Let me explain it. And it feels like Rory Calhoun is doing this self-aware version of that. mm where he has been wink, wink, nudge, nudging, feeding people human meat for 90 minutes of the movie before he finally tells the girl, like, I'm not trying to play God. Like, I'm just trying to help out a bit. Like, that's it. I just cut up humans because there's too many of us. Yeah. I don't care who they are. Indiscriminate. Such an important part of the character. And it, we are, like, uh, desensitized to expect, like, as he starts his monologue, like, Oh, they're going to explain, like, the entire plot of the movie. Like, we haven't been watching what's been happening, right? And I just saw this in the theater for the first time with, like, a group of people. It's so well done that nobody sees, like, the twist of the joke oh, right. coming. You th- It just looks like you're going to get the him saying, like, my meat was people. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you think he's going to, like, is there some darker shit to this we don't know yet? He gets to be... <laughs> Such a perfect, like, 1950s Colgate hour soap opera dramatic actor when he's like, I'm the the biggest hypocrite of all. <laughs> and, like, a chainsaw still just like, <laughs> like, and both of them are like, Bruce is like holding his hand and the girl's just shaking her head knowing his secrets. And he's really finally looks like he's going to show remorse mm-hmm. for the first time in his life. And the sincerity that Vincent shows when he finally admits his like shameful secret, like the guilt that has kept him up at night is that he uses preservatives in his meats. I don't know if I've ever heard a better line in any movie. 
That is one of the funniest things yeah. I've ever the the Perfect. reveal and how nobody expects it. It just looks like the dumbest line ever where you're like, yeah, we know it's human meat. <laughs> it's clearly human meat. I've watched it a zillion times. That could get him times. in trouble with the FDA, though, using preservatives and not telling people. I love how not big of a deal they do setting up this joke the whole movie. They aren't hammering you over the head. Mm-hmm. The, the only other time he uses the word preservatives is when he's talking to that family at the beginning. When he's like, right, our meats right, are right. preservative-free. He, he says not the word preservatives, but he talks about like the high-quality ingredients. and the, you know He takes pride in it without hammering it over the head. So for him to do the reveal, his death words of like, I used <laughs> preservative. Also the longest word to be using your last <laughs> yeah. breath to say. Just drawing up preservatives. And then, and then the guy even doing the hand over the it's eyes gone. to shut them. He's gone. <laughs> he plays it so solemnly and mm-hmm. so seriously where the shame is sincere. He is embarrassed by the fact that his meats were falsely advertised, but not for being falsely advertised as men. Yeah, yeah. Just the actual, like, I, he cared about the health of the surrounding counties. He was a high-protein, lean snack. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's like a Wall Street. You know, you, you gave up your ideals for capitalism. Yeah, exactly. You he know? did let the profits get in the way. He yeah. liked... Uh, he liked the money. He liked the money those meats were bringing in, and he knew it was wrong. He knew what he was doing was wrong. So the sequel, when the in the world where this was a smash hit, is it is it like the prequel where it gets to the point where he has to make the decision <laughs> could it be to him? use preservatives? Yeah. It's the phantom menace of preservatives. Like, we're losing too much product. We're, we can't <laughs> sustain these losses. And that's exactly. when he like makes the tough decision to use preservatives. Ray Kroc tries to buy him out McDonald's style, and he's just like, "I need, I need preservatives to get this supply." It's the only way he can compete. Yeah, right. It's and it ends up being too lucrative. We see the corruption of Vincent. I think so. But he is not a corrupt man. When he's explaining it to Terry, the blonde, when he's showing her how the literal sausage is made, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, you know, there's more. I think they even say, just like, do you think we'll be remembered? Like, they think that there's going to be statues erected for what they're doing. But also, they don't have too big a head about, like, we're really doing all right for America. Like, people are going to talk about them like they're, you know, George Washington Carver. Right, like, when everyone's (laughs) eating Soylent Green, they're like, you know, there was only one guy that started this whole trend. Yeah. And then we all found out it was pretty good. Yeah, we all, he was able to ease people into it. Yeah. In a way that was like really, like I get the feeling that we're going to be more like, look, yeah, it's been people. It's always been people. You, we crossed over to people sometime after nine eleven. Would you be that shocked to yeah. find out? <laughs> I'm prepped at this point. I think Motel Hell has eased me into it. Yeah, like yeah, that's the next reveal. We're gonna that's, find that. When out. you see hamburger meat, I saw eighty five percent cow, fifteen percent lean. Yeah, they made. What, what do you think like, that lean is? I never heard the word microplastics until like two years ago. <laughs> exactly. And I've already been just like, yeah, I mean, it's probably been there. Probably probably full of microplastic already. Never heard the word before. So I think yeah. I would pretty quickly get it. It's just like, yeah, I'm sure I've beaten people. I'm sure I've eaten things. I've been in other countries and, never know. And, and eaten street food. Like, I know, I know what the odds are right. at this point. And I've never regretted any of it. I'm sure we're eating people, and hey, meat's meat. 
I mean, if you think about it, the whole thing where we eat eight spiders a year in our sleep or something, that would drive you insane if you really thought about that. I know. It's one of those <laughs> things. We've just accepted this. You're just like, all right, things are going to go in my body. I can't be in control of it all the time, what it is. Look, I don't know what's in Cool Ranch Doritos. Who Certainly. can really say? Who can say? I'm sure I've eaten some weird things that have been mixed in with chips. What, have we, what do we know? We just have to blindly trust this. Because as you said, if you think about it, you'd go crazy. Yeah. I'm not growing my own food. Farmer Vincent found a way around this. Thank you. He's an environmentalist. There's not a lot of great environmental horror. This mm-hmm. is a man with no God complex who just thinks he's solving a problem. Perfect, this. perfect movie. It's perfect. Yeah. His whole life is a lie. I love it. This is a good movie. <laughs> so, yeah. There's there's some drama. There's some drama to be had there. Motel Hell is the kind of movie that if you watch it for the first time today, it could become your favorite movie. Hmm. It's got favorite movie potential. It's just that good. It's charming. It's its own thing. Right. People finally appreciate Farmer Vincent and all his critters. Came to this. It did. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a good one. Thank you for listening. Good night.